following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Hey, how we doing, boys and girls? Hope everybody's summer is off to a fantastic start. Bob Matthews Podcast. Delighted to have you with us. The NHL draft is now over. We do a little bit of vacation. Well, most of us, except for the rookies, who are headed to the Caps developmental cap as we speak. And we have to find out, or at least start to try and find out, if Brian McClellan should be arrested for highway robbery. With the uh, victim being the rest, the victims being the rest of the league here. Uh, did the Caps pull off some stunners in the draft or not? We shall talk with the brand new beat reporter for the Capitals in the Washington Post, Bailey Johnson, who will be joining us here in just a couple of minutes. But even before we get to all that, somebody cue the sound effect because we got some breaking news to talk about. So as we record this, the free agency period has started for the NHL. And it just within the first hours of it happening, the Capitals have swung a trade. Joel Edmondson is coming over, coming to Washington from Montreal. 30-year-old defenseman, eight years in the league. And the Caps have traded a third-round pick, one that they had gotten from the Minnesota Wild, and their seventh-round pick in next year's draft for Edmondson. Now, he's a left-handed defenseman. Canadians are going to pay half of his uh, salary next year. He's on a four-year, $14 million deal. It's going to expire at the end of next year. So, obviously, Habs trying to get something for him. Caps trying to shore up their blue line. Caps are going to be on the hook for 1.75 of the $3.5 million that he's going to earn. He's a big guy, 6'5", 221 pounds, second-round choice of the Blues back in 2011. And the name sounds familiar for some reason. You might remember him from, from uh, St. Louis's play glorious season of 2019. He was on the cup-winning team with the Blues. So you've got a guy that's got some deep playoff runs, a Stanley Cup championship, uh, to his uh, to his credit, and he is um, he's that could be that's a very interesting piece, and I'm just hot taking this, but a very interesting piece to add to the blue line from the Caps. Don't forget, he was also with Montreal when they went to the finals in the COVID season too. So Brian McClellan is starting to move and groove here. He said that he also obviously wants to make some additions. Uh, to the, to the top six forward line. We'll see if that happens. But at least as of right now, the big news is that Joel Edmondson is now a Washington Capitol, and he's going to shore up that defense. So here's the list for you of all of the Caps draft picks. It starts, of course, with Ryan Leonard, a forward. They picked him number eight. Andrew Cristal, 
Uh, forward they picked in the second round. He was the 40th pick of the draft. Patrick Thomas in the fourth round. They didn't have a third round pick, obviously, or they, yeah. Uh, Cam Allen, Cameron Allen, a defenseman in the fifth round. And we're going to be talking about him um, uh, with Bailey in just a couple of minutes. Then Brett Hyland, a left winger uh, in the seventh round, and Antoine Keller, a goalie in the seventh round as well. Antoine Keller, by the way, from France. First time the uh, Capitals have picked a Frenchman in the draft. Um, The thing that jumps out at me from talking to a couple of people, again, I think we all know I am not exa- I am I am no expert, but I try to listen to what people who know things about this say, and it looks like there's a lot of value in these picks. Um, you have to kind of read between the line, but between the lines, Ryan Leonard, everybody expected to go a couple of picks higher, so that could be a very good thing. Same with Andrew Crystal, who I think uh, or Crystal, who everybody had as uh, as a, a lot of people had as a first round grade, and Cameron Allen as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see how these guys develop. One thing, one other thing I noticed, and again, we're going to talk with Bailey about this too. Uh, Leonard's college player. Most of the, you know, what have we seen the last few years from the Caps? Juniors, uh, you know, and guys that need some seasoning in the minors. And while Ryan Leonard didn't come in right from college, obviously, to the NHL, he'll play his senior year in school, and then he's going to, uh, he'll, he'll, He'll go to Hershey, presumably. But there is somewhat of a chance we could see Ryan Leonard by the end of the year in Washington. So Brian McClellan knows what he's got to do. This team's got to get younger. This organization's got to get younger. The pipeline has got to get stacked with picks. It looks like, at least at this moment, they could be off to a good start on that. So let's take a break. When we come back, Bailey Johnson from the Washington Post is going to join us. She was at the draft to break it down for us. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Kids, I know we're into the summer here. We're all the way in training camp starting. Hockey's over. Basketball's over. That doesn't mean the action's over with DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, no. No, we're right smack dab in the middle of baseball season. All-Star game will be here before you know it. And DraftKings has got some really cool promotions for you to get you through these dog days before training camp gets here. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code THPN, bet just $5, you're going to score $150 in free bets instantly. Win or lose, that's all you got to do, just as long as you use the code THPN. You bet $5, get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, in West Virginia, gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling by calling 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost for eligible game opt-in required. Maximum bet $50.00. 
10 plus legs required for 100% boost eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Time to bring in Bailey Johnson, the newly minted Capitals beat reporter for the Washington Post, making her debut here on the cast. Bailey, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Now, before we get into the draft and everything, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, Where did you come from? What you been doing before the Capitals beat here with the Post? I'm super excited. I've been at the Post three weeks now. Today is the end of my third week, so it's all still very new and has been a total whirlwind, but I've really enjoyed it so far. I was just in Nashville for the draft, which was fantastic. It was my first in-person draft, so that was really great. Um, prior to coming to the post, I was working at the Columbus Dispatch in Ohio, helping with the Blue Jackets coverage and primarily covering the MLS team in Columbus, the Columbus crew. Um, I went to the University of Michigan, which is where I became a hockey person. I covered the team there while I was in school. So I'm incredibly excited to be doing hockey full time. As much as I loved my time with soccer, hockey is where it's at for me. I hear you. Uh, well, and coincidentally, that's where we are at uh, as well. So I think uh, we look forward to having you on many, many times in the future. But let's go ahead and dive on into this, uh, the draft. Uh, you know, I, I'm listening to uh, a lot of people whose, whose opinions I trust. And one of the things that I keep hearing about, especially Ryan Leonard in the first round, was that the Caps got a little bit of value here. And maybe, you know, at least they thought they got a little bit lucky with getting him when they did. You are definitely right. Um, that is what sort of their expectation was um, after the Flyers went with Matt Bay Mitchkov at seven, which I think a lot of people had kind of circled as a player the Capitals would be interested in. Um, it, things got a little bit interesting with where the Capitals were going to go. And like you said, they picked Ryan Leonard out of the National Team Development Program. I think it's a really good value pick for them. It's the, you always want to get value picking in the top ten, and it's kind of hard to go wrong. But they definitely did think he was going to be off the board a few picks ahead, especially – um, after the playoffs, there was a lot of conversation that Matthew Kachuk's sort of star turn leading the Panthers to the cup final was going to raise Ryan Leonard's stock because he has a little bit of that Kachuk in him. He's a, definitely a power forward type with re- really excellent scoring ability. So I think there was an expectation that he would rise a little bit higher. And I don't think a lot of people expected him to be there for the Capitals at number eight. One of the, It's interesting, um, listening to the vibe about Ryan Leonard, I think there are quite a few things that Caps fans can get excited about. Number one is I'm hearing a lot of comps to Tom Wilson, and I don't think anybody would be mad about that. And the other is that, while as a college kid, he's going to need some professional seasoning, but this is not a kid that's going to be down in the minors for a couple of years that he might make an impact a lot sooner than we might think. Yeah, I would say he's probably a little further away than that, um, especially anymore. Um, it's pretty common for kids to go to college for two years. If he, there is going to be one who would do a one-and-done, Ryan Leonard is certainly the type and the physical profile who could handle that. Um, he's not – a lot of kids, you know, need to go get stronger and mature physically. He's already a pretty physically mature kid. He's six feet tall, almost 200 pounds. So there's a lot of strength there, and he's a very strong kid, and he knows how to use it as well. 
So if there is going to be a kid that could be a one and done, it's Ryan Leonard. But I always try to pump the brakes a little bit on expectations for the college kids because the jump from college to the NHL is pretty significant. Sounds good. Let me ask you a question because, again, I, I want to draw on your experience covering collegiate hockey, but we've seen the Caps take a, a lot of kids straight out of juniors and stuff. What is the advantage to taking a guy like Leonard, number eight, the fact that he's a little bit older and he's a college player as opposed to a junior? Yeah, it's an interesting one to see because um, in my preparation for the draft, I started to notice and had kind of known before that the Capitals don't often take – really American prospects in the first round. I believe it was their first American first round pick since they took John Carlson. And they also don't often take kids that are going to college hockey. Um, so it's just a different route. Sort of every kid knows what their best path is. Um, it's As an American, generally you kind of grow up wanting to play college hockey. And he's from Amherst, Massachusetts. So he grew up wanting to play at a school in Boston. His brother went to UMass and was, I believe, on the team that won the national championship there. Or maybe it was on the team that came up just short. Either way, his brother had a very successful college hockey career and now is um, in the, I believe, the Predators organization um, in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So Ryan grew up wanting to play college hockey. He said he was knew that a Boston school was going to be where he wanted to go and just wanted to find which one felt like home to him is what he said, which was nice. So he's going to be at Boston College. Um, yeah, just sort of a different path than the junior hockey route. Um, he'll play a lot there. He's got six or there's six total of them. So five of his NTDP teammates are going to Boston college with him. And there are a couple from the previous class as well that are there. So quite the pipeline out to Boston from Plymouth, Michigan. And I would expect Ryan to have a successful year this year there. I'm going to jump around a little now um, because there was another guy that caught my eye um, when hearing people talk about Cam Allen. I was, I, I th- it was smoking Al Coken, I think, who, who said it on JP Finley's show. He made a comp to commander's quarterback, Sam Howell, in that Cam Allen was this guy who a year ago might have been a first-round pick and slid, and the Capitals might have lucked their way into a real sleeper in the draft. Your, What's your opinion on that? Do you kind of see it somewhat the same way? Yeah, he had a tough, tough year this past year, um, and he talked quite a bit about that. I was excited when they picked him. I am kind of a nerd for the draft and prospects, but by the fifth round, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, and I had actually heard of Cam Allen before and had a little bit of familiarity with him, which is always a good sign for us in the media when you know the fifth-round pick at least a little bit. Um, no, he, had, he had a really challenging year this past year in um, Guelph, live up to the expectations that he set for himself. Um, as a 16-year-old playing in the OHL, he talked a lot about how he thinks he was putting a little too much pressure on himself this past year and kind of gotten his head about a lot of things, which led to some inconsistency and he struggled with his decision making which wasn't something that had been a problem before and he was also playing against tougher competition and kind of had to be a little bit more focused on the defensive side of his game rather than his offensive game so his counting stats didn't quite pop as much um so that kind of led to him sliding down which then I think made him a good value pick for the Capitals in the fifth round if you can get a kid that was a consensus top 100 prospect at 136 that's a pretty good spot to be in. So when you look at the draft overall, we've had a few days to analyze it now, at least on paper, because we don't know how any of this is going to play out in the future. But when you look at things on paper, can you say that the Caps did everything they set out to do and they made the smart play with all of these picks this year? Yeah, and I think the pick that perfectly sums that up is taking Andrew Crystal at 40. 
I will admit mm-hmm. to having been, I wouldn't say biased because I had not met him until yesterday, but he's really good friends with Kent Johnson, who plays in Columbus, and Kent and I are both draft nerds. So we spent basically all season in Columbus <laughs> chatting about the draft, and he just kept telling me, my buddy Andrew Crystal is going to be so good. My buddy Andrew Crystal is going to be so good. So when he was still there on the board at 40, I knew it was, you know, kind of a swing to take and being my first draft covering the Capitals. I wasn't totally sure if that was the kind of swing they like to take or not because some teams go for more of a safer option. But when, Mm -hmm. as soon as Brian McClellan said Kelowna, I knew they were taking Crystal and I was super excited. He's one of the most skilled players in the draft. Um, His skating is, I don't want to say a problem, but certainly is something that will need work and he is working on it. He's hooked up with Barb Edelbaum, who's a power skating coach this summer and the Capitals will work with him, of course. And they obviously don't see it as something that will be a major limiter um, but to take him there at 40 was incredible value for them. A lot of people had him projected to go in the first round, including the Capitals. McClellan said he um, thought he was going to be off the board on Wednesday. And then even early in the morning on Thursday, they tried a couple different opportunities to move up because they thought they were going to have to move up to be able to take him or he would be gone by the time they got around to 40. And it all worked out that he ended up falling into their laps right there. So they were really, really excited about that one. It's interesting you say that. Expand on that a little bit for me because you hear scouts all the time say, oh, he's got to work on his skating. He's got to work on his skating. Is that something that – is that a technical thing that you can improve? Uh, you know, I, I always wonder how it compares with, like, a quarterback when you talk about arm strength. You can't teach arm strength. Can you teach better skating? Yeah, it definitely can be. It sort of depends on what your skating issues are, in my view, because there are some people mm-hmm. who just physically, like, the way their bodies are built, they're just not designed to be good ice skaters. I don't think Andrew Crystal is in that situation. I think he's one that just needs to focus in on his technique and work on his strength because he's a more undersized kid at, I think, 5'9 and about 170 pounds. So as he builds the strength that he already knows he needs to work on, the skating, I think, will kind of come along with that. And he'll do some more specifically focused skating work that will sort of all tie in together to be working on both the strength piece and the skating piece. I can deal with that. How about uh, as we move forward? We've already seen the one trade here this morning. Um, Brian McClellan said that he wants to make a trade for a top six forward. Uh, you were there when he was talking about that. You, you think that has legs? I mean, did it did it seem like he was he was serious about that? Yeah, certainly that was the impression I got. It was a very interesting moment. It was my first Brian McClellan press conference, and I had been told that he was pretty forthcoming and you know, if he's asked a question, he'll give you an honest answer. And he certainly did. He was asked just sort of what they were thinking heading into free agency. And he said, well, we're still looking to make a change or changes in our top six. Um, And said they were working on some things there. So kind of tried to pry at it and say, is that a trade? Is that free agency? And he said trade, or it could be free agency. We're looking at both. (laughs) I think most people expect it to be a trade. Um, But as we've seen over the last few days, there aren't a lot of trades being made for you know, you would call it a hockey trade, like players for players, because so many teams are so capped in such trouble with the cap that they're just dumping salary left and right. And it's really hard to actually make a hockey trade and move money in that way, because a lot of teams don't have space to take money in return. So mm-hmm. I know that I know the Capitals are working on it, but it is I'm super interested to see sort of how it shakes out for them. Gotcha. All right, Bailey, I want to wrap this up because uh, I know you got developmental camp uh, coming up on Saturday morning, but Before we let you get out of here, uh, for all the Caps fans out there who want to follow along on Twitter, how do they find you there? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Bailey A. Johnson underscore, so you all can follow me there. Would love to have you. I'm 
Every time I tweet right now, I'm hemorrhaging Twitter followers because all the soccer people are still catching up on yeah. the fact that I'm not covering soccer anymore. So <laughs> would be very happy to have more Caps people in there. I'll tell you what, soccer's loss is hockey's gain. Bailey Johnson for the Washington Post, thanks so much. We will talk to you as we get closer to training camp. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. Absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for us, kids. Nick and the clock on the wall, so we got to get out of here. Have you a great couple of weeks. Enjoy the warm weather. Enjoy the fourth. We'll talk to you in a little while. See ya. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste.